Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back again. Back again. It's Who's Up Sports. You already know, man. We keep y'all up to date with the latest and the hottest trends and the hottest and the latest news and sports. You already know it's your main man, Jaron J. Brown, with my main man and co-host. Floyd V, back at it once again. Let's turn over with it. Come on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Episode 53, man. And you already know if you've been tuning in and hearing us lately, and you've been all over Who's Up Sports, then you already know we headed to the gridiron in quarter one. And, man, is it a topic to get into, man? Because it's a lot of moving pieces going on, Floyd. Oh, man, so many moving pieces make your head spin. Hey, man, hey, man. Who's Up Sports just so happy to be in the building for the wild card round playoffs for the Houston Texans. So I, I figure we start there, man. Great, man. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Want to talk. Let's talk about it. Yes, sir. What a <laughs> what a great victory, man, for the hometown team, man. And I think I think he just solidified it. I mean, Puka did have a good game, but they ended up losing on his end. But I think CJ Stroud just solidified with their victory over the Browns. For y'all that don't know, if y'all were under a rock, maybe the Texans beat the Browns 45 to 14 in the first wild card round game for the playoffs. But I think mm-hmm. CJ Stroud wrapped up that rookie of the year, man. What do you think, Floyd? Man, I think he had it sold up, man, after 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 halftime, honestly. I feel like bro could have sat down and got him a got him a bit. I mean, he did sit down afterwards and let Davis Mills get some run. Shout out D Mills. I see you at the <laughs> op- at the operation. <laughs> uh, oh man, that was that was a funny one. Especially mm-hmm. after we went and covered them during the uh the uh the preseason during training camp. <laughs> All we said about the, the comparisons between CJ and Davis, it was it was very surprising to see Davis out there during playoff times, but hey, it was great timing with when they put him in. Great timing, perfect timing when they put my boy Davis in. But yeah, like I said, it was a great game by the offense. Like I said, Laramie Tonsil deserves some love because yes, he kind of canceled out what Miles Garrett was trying to do. And yes, then sir. we just got and then we gotta give the defense some love, man. Derek Barnett, you know what I'm saying, the former Eagle. I said we're gonna talk about them. But you know the former Eagle Derek Barnett came through with some sacks, and uh, Wacko Flacco finally came back. I had I had a prediction, you know, I, I had a feeling we were gonna win that game, and I feel like Wacko Flacco was gonna help us out, man. But I appreciate all the assistance. I ain't know we was gonna get two pick sixes from uh oh, from, from 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 uh, from Mr. Flacco. But like I said to the Browns fans, shout out to y'all, man. Deshaun Watson is still there. His stock just shot up through the roof. Man, exponentially because he was just shaking his boot like, man, look, I don't want my team to lose, but uh, if Joe Flacco lead him to the Super Bowl, the boy's gonna be trying to shot me, shot me like, <laughs> shot me like, uh, like some brand new pair of jeans they just got off the resale. They trying to get <laughs> you already know. <laughs> so, so he was like, yeah, let me be cool on that. So, yeah, shout out to uh, you know what I'm saying the, the Texas for getting the first wild card dub rookie. Uh, first playoff dub, and you know what I'm saying we on the uh, on to the road to Baltimore, and we'll explain how we got there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout outs to uh, CJ in the office and Larry Tunsil. Shout out to Michi too. Michi with a big play, big yeah, play, man. Yeah, we needed that. We needed that. 
But you know what? Shout out to all levels of the football. I will say this. The Texans play great in every aspect of the game. It was not special teams, offense, defense. It was not one, literally one phase of the game where I didn't see them show show up. So a big shout out to the head coach, D'Amico Ryans, as well, for having them prepared. Come on, coach of the year. Coach to the year, man. Y'all need to go ahead and do it. I know Stefanski took a took a uh, took a grandpa and won some games with him, but hey, we had a full team, you know, the whole season. It don't <laughs> matter. And we was docking, and, and I was just like I said, I was telling a lot, lot, lot of friends of mine, what if Tank was there, man? It'd be even worse if Ooh. Tank was healthy. Woo. Tank deal, man. Man, Y'all that deep play. ball that CJ threw, man, it would have been a couple of more of those, man. A couple would have been uh, looking real mad like. I would have been looking real mad like, man, past the sticks. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm I'm I, I, yeah, I'm happy about the win though, man. So that was the first wild card, man. You wanna talk about that nightcap in that uh ice ice box yes, <laughs> that sir. came yes, out sir. You already know. Headed over to Kansas City, the Swifties were in town, Floyd, man. The Swifties were all over your TV screen in the icebox, cold, freezing temperature, below, below the negative temperature. The Chiefs, 26, beat the Dolphins, 7, in the night wildcard round game. Oh, man, there's a lot to talk about in this one. Uh, to me, this was about coaching. I think it was all about Ooh. Andy Reid in this one. Ooh, Andy Reid. You think you think you think Andy Reid told Mike, "Hey, dog, you got something, but not enough just yet." He told him, told him to hold hold his horses and and, and put some more put some more uh, uh checks on this belt, man. Thought, man, thought you wet behind the ears, <laughs> man. Right, right on the nail, man. It was a, a product of that. Pacheco, and then I'll say this too. Tua, man, it's time for you to get out of that concussion protocol syndrome because it looked like he keeps it a little bit too safe at times. Yeah, yeah. Then everybody's asking, you know, Miami's the explosive offense. Is Tua the weak link? I don't think Tua the weak link. I feel like uh, Miami definitely got to get healthy on the line next year. Then they have to be able to win. The big games. They lost a lot of big games. Yes, sir. Versus ver- talented teams, and and it kind of showed again. I mean, my Miami secondary. I mean, I love Rasheed Rice, but y'all made him look like he. he it, it was Jerry. No, why not Jerry? <laughs> yeah, man, man had eight receptions in the playoff game. I had that man looking like his name was Jerry, not Rasheed. Oh, man. And, and, and I will say this, Chiefs Kingdom, although y'all got the victory, man, Travis Kelsey, man, we need we need to see you step up, man. We we, we ain't seen you, you show up in a little while, man. It's been a few weeks ever since the Swift Town came, came to her town, I guess, the Swifties. Yeah, yeah shout out to the Swift. Uh, somebody said swag surfing. Other people said uh, – Kayak and canoeing. I don't know. What they was doing. <laughs> I don't know what they was doing up there, but hey, like they had a lot of fun up there. I said, "Okay, Taylor. Okay." <laughs> they say they say the only thing missing was rhythm. <laughs> come on, come on. They said about they talking about it's about as stiff as weak old bread. You leave outside. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't know what to make of that, but shout out to the Swifties, man. They trying. 
Yes, sir, man. <laughs> Shout out to Patty and crew, too, as well. Uh, let's go ahead and move to this next one. Yeah. In the wild card round, we'll go with the uh, the Green Bay Packers. Put up 48 points yep. on the Dallas Cowboys, who ended the game with 32. But that 48 to 32 would not tell you the story of the game. Because it was not close the whole time until garbage time. To all my Cowboys fans out there, like Stephen A. and I say, I got one question. How about the Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, man? Dad Prescott looking like uh, Dan Allscott, man. He looking. He he, <laughs> he he threw he threw one pick that was so horrific. I I, I literally tweeted when he threw it. Man, did you just throw a pick? Did you did you just try to run Madden slants? <laughs> on the on, on cover one, and didn't think nobody was gonna sit there and pick that off. Man, I'm talking about the pick six was horrific. My, I mean, my boy, my boy Dak said it best after the game. He played garbage. Yeah, he said he played like garbage. He said he sucked tonight. That'll be a meme across America soon. So uh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, oh, Dak. Man, thank oh, you, man. But Floyd, speaking of memes, did you see Jerry after the game? Choked up, man. Choked up. Yeah, man. Like I said, Jerry, like, like I ain't gonna say what Cameron and Mays be talking about. They talking about Jerry only got a few more playoffs in him. And I'll be like, now that's kind of now hold on. Now hold on. We almost Jerry Jerry don't Jerry want Jerry to live to 140. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, we ain't gonna do that. But yeah, I I I I feel you, Jerry. I mean, you know, I feel like you need to. You might want to move out the way of the GM role, Jerry, because obviously it, it, it ain't working with you running the show as you as you're currently running it. And second of all, something got, gotta give. Either um, either either somebody in in the uh the 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 front office needs to change in the the player personnel role or the general manager or the president role or. Where are we going to head for the next quarter for sure? But Mike McCarthy, that's, I mean, there's a lot of question marks going on over there. Not yeah, to mention, it is. Also, not to mention, Floyd, uh, Dan Quinn, he, he might be out of there. He might be headed back to Seattle. He got a My lot dear. of rumors floating around his name saying he's head coach worthy and ready again. Yep, yep. Hey, his name is in a lot of coaching circles. His name is in a lot of culture circles. Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy might be on the move. Jerry just got to know what he wanted. Jerry just has to understand that, hey, you know, you want to have faith in Dak. You have the talent. You have the defense. It's just maybe Mike McCarthy doing – I always look – certain head coaches that can mm-hmm. call the offense and be a head coach. And maybe mm-hmm. Mike, Mike McCarthy needs – Needs, needs another person to call the offense. I just don't like the offense they run sometimes in Dallas. It's really kind of predictable and it's and it's kind of you know available to their downfall because uh, seemed like him and CD were not on the same page. And then we oh, just at it, all. We seen the friction between them, bro. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little, little, little tense out there, man. A little tense out there between those two gentlemen. So I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys. The offense needs a revamp uh, of play calling. Uh, and then also we got to look at, you know, uh, Tony Pollard's first first year as the lead back. Is he a Ooh. lead back or is he Ooh. a complimentary? 
That you got is a call great us. question because he looked real complimentary to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and let me just give you some stats. I'm gonna give you some stats, Jay. I'm gonna give you some stats real quick. Let's I'm pulling them up because I want to see. I want to see how many times the uh, the the Dak throw the football. Dak threw the ball. Uh, here, here we go. He threw it sixty times. Six zero. Oh, my sixty. God. 41 out of 60 for 403 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. But in the word of my Uncle Shannon, he had he got a lot of empty calories. So, you know what I'm saying? A lot. Them, a lot. Them stats ain't hitting on nothing, man. The game was over with, and you throw the ball to Brandon Cooks because they playing underneath coverage. Yeah, that's why I was saying in the, in the, before we started, to, I prefaced this topic. With that 48 to 32 is not as close as you thought because at one point Dallas had zero, and then they yeah. they had three, they sat on three for the longest, and it just seemed like in the fourth quarter they decided to do what everybody thought they were going to do from the beginning, but it was just a little bit too little, too late. You know what I mean? Too little, too, little, too late in the, in, the, in the game, man. And uh, Dallas went, went down, man, so yellow beasy. Bubba Dub, uh, oh, Dez Bryant, hey, oh, all man. y'all, all y'all had a had a lot to say at the beginning, saying y'all gonna smoke on that Packers pack, but uh, look like y'all was just Swiss cheese for the for the TV. and uh, they sent y'all, and uh, you know, it's only one team still playing in Texas. I ain't gonna tell y'all who they is. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one team still playing in Texas, man. I ain't gonna tell y'all who they is. I think you know, man. And uh, oh yeah, we got a few more. We got, we got, we got more playoff wins. The Texans got more playoff wins than the Cowboys in the most recent years. Cowboys ain't won nothing since I wore Jimbery. My bad, Jay. I'm just going off on the tangent. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I ain't gonna stop you, man. I mean, we talk about some things that are just straight facts, man. I mean, it may sound may sound like a dig or a diss to some, but they're facts. You you can't argue with facts, right? Yeah, you can't argue with facts, man. And and, and I want to give credit to Jordan Love, man. Jordan Love has been playing great football. We spoke about Jordan Love early in the season. And so for to see him playing as well as he did in the playoff game, I mean, one play, he was finna get sacked. They was finna, they was finna put him in the dirt. But he was able to throw off that back foot and find a receiver open. It was just a Matt LaFleur master class. He, he outcoached Dan Quinn. Matt, Matt LaFleur outcoached Dan Quinn. For sure. Day. Man, you 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 said Rasheed Rice looked like Jerry Rice. If he looked like Jerry Rice, then then Romeo Dobbs looked like uh looked like T.O. or Randy Moss out there. Romeo Dobbs tore them up all night. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> sure, Romeo Dobbs was looking crazy, and then uh you know him, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. I mean, these oh, are all Jones. Aaron Jones. Aaron Gotta Jones. mention Aaron Jones. Aaron sir. Jones. Oh, the, the Cowboys' daddy, Aaron Jones. Yeah, he was tearing them up. I guess he's the new Cowboy killer because his man against the Cowboys are insane. <laughs> yeah, yep, they are. Oh man, he went in. He he had a field day. I think he's from the Texas area. Uh, oh, that would make that makes a lot of sense. See, that's why he's showing out. Showing out yeah, for the hometown, for the hometown and, and his family. But you know what, man? It's a lot going on. 
let's go ahead and head to the over to that next wild card round. Give you some more recaps. That same night, man, we had the L.A. Char- the No, not the L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Rams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Against the Detroit Lions. The final score in yeah. this one was 24 to 23. We saw some things that we didn't think we'd see. And then we saw some things that I've been telling y'all about all year. I told y'all, stop disrespecting golf. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, a.k.a. Ryan Gosling, was going to work on them boys. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <laughs> was going to work oh, on them man. boys. I about to do the ball just like Ron Gosling. I was like, man, what the, what the, what, what in the face swap? Anyway, <laughs> uh, man, I golf with the work. I mean, David Montgomery looking like he got a new leash on life after hey. leaving Chicago. Hey, uh, Jameer, and, and don't forget Cam Reynolds. It was, both, it was both of their revenge games against LA. They say, hey, man, you, y'all don't think we worth it? All right, bitch, I'm gonna show y'all. Come on, Reynolds went to work. I'm on Ross St. Brown, told him up. Like, yes, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Rams uh, for making it a valiant effort. But for I sure, feel like sure. that. Stafford, Stafford played like a warrior. I got to give it to Stafford. Puka went to work. Hey, man, Stafford. Puka is make, making it hard for CJ to get rookie of the year. But I, I, CJ got the W, so I think that's, that's yeah. the one that is lift him over. Yeah, CJ got the W, and then CJ ain't got uh, Cooper Cup on the other side. Like, I think it'd be a different ball game if, uh, you know, no diss, if Puka had Robert Woods on, on the other end of the receiver, it'd be a little different. It'd oh, be man. a little different. I hey, shout out that, seeing that Robert Woods came from up over there, too. He, of course, fresh came from Tennessee, but that was where he last showed signs of life. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. right. Shout out to Robert from Catch on the Catch. You know what I'm saying? In the game, they got the first down. I'm just saying, Puka got a little more help over there in L.A., but it ain't helping out because that Detroit defense was in the backfield. Aiden Hutchinson, sir, you're looking like J.J. Watt back there, getting back there a little bit. Hey, man, looks like they, they, they went into the draft room. Something about that front office has changed. They went into the draft room. They got the right coach. They're getting the right talent. I thought it was a crazy move for them to uh, get off Jamal Williams and bring in David Montgomery. But, hey, they proved us all wrong. Detroit is on fire right now. Detroit stand up one time, man. Y'all acting the fool. Y'all ain't got to do them fuck like that, man. Y'all had to let the people know. Y'all were losing. Y'all first game since 91. Y'all first playoff win since 91. That's big. Shout out because I saw Megatron was in the building. Uh, uh, Barry Sanders, Big Sean, Big Sean, uh, Eminem, Eminem, Eminem. So, shout out to all the Detroit players that came out to see the Lions get their first victory since '91. Man, it feel good when the underdog on top. I remember when the Texans and Lions was 0 and 16, 1 and 15. Yeah, I hey, remember them, those days. Them days was the laughing stock, the, man. Uh, but, John Kitna and Joey Harrington era, <laughs> and I, and also our esteemed friend at ESPN. Dan Olowski. Oh, man. Shout out, Dan. <laughs> Shout out, Dan. Shout out, Dan, for running, running out the back of the end zone, getting two, giving two points away. Shout out to you, Dan. <laughs> Shout out to you. That's my dog, though. I got love for Dan. Dan, oh, Dan speak his mind, man, for real. But uh, Detroit, that was a good game. Back there, put up by the Rams. The Rams, y'all supposed to be in a rebuilding year, but y'all did move uh, and get to the playoffs and lose. Uh, yeah, but, you you know, Rams got some questions to answer. Aaron Donald. 
Got a few more years left. Matt Stafford got a few more league years left. It's time yes, to start looking. It's time to start looking down the barrel and seeing what's coming in next because uh yeah, trouble don't last our way. <laughs> Come on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then in it. Let's move on to these next two, these last two of the wild card round before we get to that divisional round. The last two, we had the Pittsburgh Steelers fall to the Buffalo Bills in a 31-17 to game. The Bills put up 31, and the Steelers, unfortunately, only had 17. What are your thoughts on this one? My thoughts off top, Floyd, is it's about time, Josh Allen. It's about time, Josh Allen. It's about time, Josh Allen. And uh yeah, Mike Tom knew he's only gonna go so far with Mason Rudolph. He 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 saw the writing on the wall. He know what yeah. time it was. You know, you know, Mason Rudolph was a good good story, feel good. One of them that one of the Flacco things. My my bad, Flacco. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gonna let you have it because you told us up the first of the season. But yeah, one of those good cool stories to tell the kids, like, yeah, you know, won a few games, you know, got into the playoffs, but hey. Uh, all good things come to an end. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think uh, the 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 it was too much. The Buffalo defense was all over. Mason Rudolph was just throwing. He was throwing some passes. He was throwing checkdowns the whole game. I said, yeah, he looking he looking real game manager manager like right now. Big time. This game as well was in freezing temperature. But both teams are used to that type of uh, environment, so we can't blame it on that. Uh, the, the Steelers were without T.J. Watt, though. I will say that was, yes. you know, a huge thing missing for them. But like you said, that offense just wasn't able to convert. So I think that was the story on this one. Yeah, I think so. I think that was definitely the story on this game. The offense was not able to, to execute it also – it was just like, you know, it was just too much. Like, Najee Harris wasn't able to do what he needed to do. Um, who else? There was a lot of people that was just struggling. I was just like, uh, yeah, we're going to have to definitely look at this, you know, great season. But you see my co- coach, Mike Tomlin, they asked that boy about his contract. That boy hit him with the, uh, a time to bounce, bounce. You did? Yeah. <laughs> That boy got up out of there so fast, Jay. I was like, oh, yeah. That boy said, yeah, uh, next question. I'm gone. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That boy said he keep it close in-house, man. Keep it close. He hit him with that look like, oh, you going to ask me that? Uh, Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I said, dang, Coach, ain't going to give him a response? Coach was like, nah, I ain't going to give him no response. I ain't, ain't nothing to talk about. <laughs> all righty then coach you have a good have a good off season buddy <laughs> yes sir yes sir shout out shout out to mike t though man for once again bringing the Steelers to the playoffs and uh the Steelers having a uh, winning season we'll see if they can build upon it next year uh but this win right here gonna set the bills to obviously go back into their their rivalry their playoff rivalry with the chiefs so we looking forward to see where that can go. Um, my man Josh Allen, though, is is we we were in the group message together, and one of our friends sent this, and I thought it was funny, but I thought it was fitting. Is Josh Allen African American? Because what he was oh. doing on his legs was woo next level, man. Oh yeah, Josh Allen definitely definitely is a a, a great run of the football. 
Uh, it is not determined that he has some brother in him, but uh, we will have the racial draft, and like Dave Chappelle did, and he will be up. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> available for picking. You know, what I'm saying we might might send him back for Tiger Woods. Not just playing, I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 might send him back for Tiger Woods. You know, what I'm saying, but shout out Tiger Woods. Oh, that's my dog. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he definitely was a uh, he definitely was uh, was getting it. I mean. Still is like the same without uh JJ Watt. I mean uh my boss said JJ TJ Watt. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, TJ, they, they, they ain't the same without him, it, man. It's, it's it's cool because you got Cam Cam Hayward helping him out on the back end, but on the front end, uh, I mean it ain't he you know, the door wide open for teams to go crazy. So it's just one of those things where uh Steelers just gotta get better, man. They gotta draft better. Uh they gotta learn they you know the the it's like I got the ghost of Big Ben. Y'all still trying to p- patch stuff together, and it's not working. So we show, definitely got to get to harm. And, and, and Kenny Pickett is not it. He ain't. I was it. just gonna he, say they need a new quarterback because Kenny Pickett isn't the answer. Let's just be. Real. Kenny Pickett isn't. Kenny Pickett isn't the answer. He was good in uh in uh college, but yeah, college over with, man. He 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 should have got some more years. Like these other quarterbacks playing in college till they're thirty-five. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know we just got a call a spade a spade. Uh, Steelers, y'all need a quarterback, man. Uh, some I heard rumblings of Russell Wilson. Oh wow, like my, that would that would be guy. interesting. I I, yeah. I think Mike T could do something with that. That would be interesting. My, my yeah, Mike T can work for us. Mike T work for us. I don't know if Sierra gonna want to be in Pittsburgh, but Mike can work for us. Man, yeah. it's cold out there in Pennsylvania, man. And in all honesty, speaking of how cold it is in Pennsylvania, we just got to head there, Floyd, because last night, our last wild card round game was the Philadelphia Eagles, another Pennsylvania representative, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Took the W, winning thirty-two to nine. Mm-hmm. And man, Floyd, uh, just for a brief second, if you don't mind me taking the floor right quick. Go ahead, player. This was all on the feet of Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni, mm. I want to call you to the hot seat, my friend, because. All year we've been giving you the excuses, and all year we've been saying it's been the coordinator's fault. But who is in charge of making that, making that, uh, let's see, how can I say that? Who is in charge of fixing that ship, of riding that wrong ship that's there, man? Who's in charge of the coordinators? Who's in charge of all of the player personnel and getting the players uh, ready and prepared for the game? Nick Sirianni, you did not have the game plan ready. And the team itself, I don't know if you were looking, Floyd, but from the moment first kickoff happened, the team energy and their body language was just defeated before they even started playing. Yeah, yeah, it looked, like I said, it looked pretty ugly last night. I ain't going to lie. I mean, shout out to Tay. I had to show some love to Devontae Smith. He... He he did what he can do, but for sure. Yeah. Shout but, out but, to but, Tate, and I want to say shout out to Jalen Carter too. 
definitely oh, yeah, the best rookie defense defensive players this year. If you ask me, he had the best rookie defensive year other than Hutchinson. But I think I actually think they're real close with each other. One A. Uh, no, nah, well, 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 Hutchinson ain't no rookie. So. Oh, that was last year. Hutchinson yeah, was, that was Yeah, Hutchinson was a rookie last year. So as far as best defensive player as a as a rookie, it's between him and uh Spoon out there in Seattle, the cornerback, Witherspoon. Yeah, Witherspoon was nice. So, so 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 it's those two. But Don't I think that, Will too. Will Will Anderson had a good uh, game. Will Anderson for sure. Will for sure in the ace for sure. Will we are doing the fool down here. And he was worth every pick. Uh, Cardinals, do what you may with our pick. It's going to be, it's going to be, you got to get a diamond in the rough five pick because we got the Browns pick and they lost to us. <laughs> so, 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 so in the words of uh, George and we moving on up. But yeah, Jay, I mean, from what I saw last night, uh, you know what I'm saying, Baker was on that ground a lot, but it just was, it, I mean, Bradbury, uh, Slay, get back healthy. But God, the secondary man. What is, I said? I said I got a question, man. What's what's going on with your secondary, dog? Oh man, Bradbury, it might be time to get cut. <laughs> it, it just it's too many big plays at the, at the biggest moments when the lights are on brightest. Bradbury seems to be the sore thumb, and I say this as well: the move we made to get uh Byard, the All Pro safety away from Tennessee, I don't see what it helped. I don't see what it helped because the secondary is just getting towed up every chance it get. But I will say this. They showed at least a little bit of life. They showed that they're, they're, they're bendable until you stretch them too far and then it'll break. So I'm not going to land it on their feet. I'm going to land this on Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, what are you doing out there, my man? What do you see out there? Because I don't see what you what you were looking at at all. <laughs> yeah, Jay Dog, it was looking a little rough out there for you, player. Man, it was looking a little rough out there for you, player. Looking looking like you was you was holding on that ball and that safety. That safety was just bad, dog. That safety hey, Floyd, was bad. Floyd, let me give you a stat right here that I think is glaring. DeAndre Swift, ten carries for thirty four yards. Mm. That was the problem all year for the Eagles. We just simply would not run the ball with our running backs. And this is coming off three straight years of being top five in rushing as a team. Yeah, man, y'all stop rushing the ball. Oh, y'all could have had some. But it's just like every time y'all run the ball, y'all get one. They get stopped one time. Uh, Sirianni wants to go to the air for the second, third. Yeah, these these cute screenplays too. I hope they go away next year, man. But I want to give a shout out to Baker though. Shout out to Baker because Baker definitely did his thing. Uh, he he definitely showed up and showed out. He definitely did did what he said he was gonna do and surprised people because a lot of people thought Baker was gonna be done. I think Baker is in a strong strong lead, if not one, two, or three position for that comeback player of the year. Yeah, definitely. He's in the lead. Um, man, shout out to Chris Godwin. You know, if he plays a big play, Palmer, Mike Evans. If Mike Evans would have caught some of them passes, it would have been way uglier. 
Yeah, he just dropped dropped a few. I, I was like, Mike, what you going on out there? But yeah, Tampa Bay. Shout out to them because ain't nobody have faith in Tampa Bay doing squat diddly this year without nobody named Brady back there. But shout out to the coaching staff, to Baker, Rashard White, to the whole team of Tampa Bay was able to, you know, what I'm saying take take that victory for the uh, NFC South and uh, move on likely to get smacked by the Lions. But we'll see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And since we there, let's go ahead and head to it. Uh, well, one one brief shout out to Ty Bowles, of course. You know, shout out to our African American coaches and coordinators out there. Shout out to you, Todd. Uh, but let's move on to the divisional round. We're gonna give you our pickums and predictions. It's playoff time, baby. First game on the slate: the Houston Texans versus the Baltimore Ravens. Hurt when I got lose the both QBs, but for my prediction for this game, y'all know I'm going to lose. You know, I'm taking the Texas, but let me tell you why. Let me tell <laughs> you here, why. Let me tell you why. The Ravens ain't played no meaningful football in three weeks. Uh oh, they've been cooling. Uh-oh. Let's call Let's a spade a spade. They've been hardly working, not hard work. Uh, Hey, I just got to see. I just want to see what a team going to look like coming off after three weeks of non-meaningless of football because the last week of the season, I think they Huntley played, Huntley played that last game. Yeah, he did. Then, then they had one weekend, and the Texans played versus the Indianapolis Colts. Then we played versus the Browns. So this weekend coming up, it's going to be essentially two and a half, three weeks of no, of no real meaningful football. So we gonna catch them while they dang. You know why I like this team? I like this team because the defense ratchets up, man. So I see us winning a close one in Baltimore. I got the score twenty one seventeen Houston, man. Ooh, Houston for the W, man. Mark Andrews is coming back. Hey, they can bring Mark Andrews, and they can bring in uh out uh. Mark, I don't care who, whatever Mark they bring in, we, we, we taking them down, man. We got to go to Baltimore and get some old bay seasoning on some fish, oh, man, man, and fry. I'm, my, dog yeah, said, I, my dog say they could bring out Marky Mark, and it won't matter because the Texans are the new kids on the block. And you know what? I'm going with the Texans for the upset in this one. Yo, know, dog, that's what I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear, man. I like to hear. <laughs> Go Texas with we, need, we, 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 we need it, man. Hey, I just want to see what y'all, what they going to do off of three weeks of rest, man. Off of three weeks of rest. And then, also, I pray to God we have a good game, too. Because I don't know if you heard around the league, the main man, Bobby Slogan, is getting some love for some head coaching positions. They asking to interview him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah like, the offensive coordinator. The ooh, offensive coordinator. Like moving Houston parts, man. Look, but I hope Bobby realized, like, hey, it ain't always great on the other side, player. Go ahead and stick with who got you to the dance. And that man yeah. name is, is uh, Cole, Cole Bernard uh, Stroud uh, the fourth, CJ yes. Stroud. I agree, I agree. He should see it through, man, because y'all got a lot brewing and a, and a bright future going on. And I see that future shining bright. I just believe in you guys' well-rounded team more than I believe in Baltimore's team because I think their team is just a little uneven at times with their play. And I just 
I think C.J. Stroud is going to outplay Lamar Jackson. Oh, that's going to be a big game. We need we need everything we can get, man. Hey, Dalton Schultz, don't be dropping no passes this game either. You had a skin and then I'll keep dropping that. But then you came back with that mean, mean play that Bobby called. Bobby called the pistol. He faked the run one way, had Dalton Sharks fake the post, and cut back in, and CJ dropped down. So, going to be a fun game. It's going to be a fun game from Baltimore. We are, I, 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 I'm riding the Texas train till it fall off. I, <laughs> in the words of D'Amico Ryan, I ain't come this far to come this far, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Looking for that W, man. And then let's move over to the next one, man. The next game in the divisional round, we're going to have the Green Bay Packers mm. visiting the San Francisco 49ers, the number one seed in the NFC, man. How do we see this one playing out in the playoff divisional round? Well, uh, I wish I had some more upsets in my pocket, but I ain't got no more. I got the <laughs> Niners taking, taking this one. Uh, uh, it's just the Niners – the Niners are a different team. I'm seeing I them agree. as the, the most complete head-to-toe team in the playoffs as of right now. And Green Bay, y'all going to have to show me. Because if y'all beat them, y'all make me look like an idiot. If y'all I beat if, if y'all beat uh, the 49ers, that tells me everything I need to know. Jordan Love, get statue made. A-Rod out. <laughs> oh, man, for sure, for sure. If Jordan Love's able to pull this one off, then they for sure need to go ahead and make it a foregone conclusion that Jordan Love is the face of the future. And and though I think he's proved it enough with that first week in the playoffs in the wild card round, I think he's going to be, uh, let's just say, falling on hard times because San Francisco gives everybody a hard time because the thing that I'm going to say about the 49ers and the reason why I'm picking them to win this one, physicality, man. I think they're going to be a little bit too physical for the pack in this one. They're going to knock the pack on their back. And I heard Jair Alexander is questionable. Wow, that's that's big. That's huge. Who guards Debo? Who guards Debo? Then you got Kittle and now you getting loose. See, Purdy going to have to – Purdy got to show out, man. But I've got the Niners in this one, man. Hey, man, just – just hand it off and lean into CMC, man. I don't think they have any answers for Christian McCaffrey in this one. Yeah, I don't know if they got any. Like I said, they ain't going to be that caught in that offense. Uh, who, the, who, who, who the head coach of the Niners again? Is it Kyle Shanahan? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shanahan, anything with Shanahan uh going to look pretty, going to be kind of difficult for, for, for the coach to do his thing first. But we will see. But I got the Niners winning this one. Got about two scores, 28-14. Nice gentleman. Nice gentleman win. You know, not too bad, but but also, you know what I'm saying, just enough to have a distance to, to go to the next round. Sound good. Sound good. Now, before we get into the next two divisional round games, I want to ask you something that uh ties into those two divisional predictions we had and also our wild card round. I want to ask you, who had the better playoff debut, C.J. Stroud or Jordan Love? C.J. Stroud went 16 to 21 for 274 and uh, and a crazy stat line of three touchdowns. 
whereas Jordan Love went 16 for 21 as well. But he went for 272 yards, just two yards short of CJ. And he also went for three touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to give it to Jay Love because if Nico Collins would have kept running, CJ would have had 300 easy. So this ain't even CJ's best game. So we're going to let Jordan have this one. We're gonna okay, let Jordan okay, okay. We're going to let Jordan have this one. Because I'm, I'm like, CJ ain't even, like, he, he I just seen some games where he had 300, 400. Like, that's crazy because it only been the year, one year. But anyway, um, it's just, it's just yeah, I think I, I, I give it to Jordan Love because Jordan Love walked into Cowboy Stadium and had Dallas phone quiet. They weren't yes. saying a word. He had, I, 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 they showed a little kid that was crying. He was crying because they was getting smacked. I'm inclined to I'm inclined to agree 110% because of that degree of difficulty. That's exactly what I was going to say. They were coming into Dallas home field with that crowd. You know Dallas fans. You know they go crazy, man. And then Michael Parsons and that defense was riding high all season. So I'm going to say the, 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 the difficulty in which they faced was a little bit uh, uh, it was a little bit more higher uh, expectation for the Cowboys to beat the Packers than it was the Browns to beat the Texans, which I thought was a more evenly matched game. So I'm going to lean towards Jordan Love, even though C.J. Stroud had two more yards than him. And I also want to lean into what you said. C.J. Stroud is capable a bit of a bigger game, and I think he will have it in this next game against the Ravens. He needs to, cause uh, they coming. So we are gonna have to take care of business early. We ain't yes, got time sir. for no foolishness. One thing I like about my Texans, we don't turn the ball over, and Baltimore needs turnovers. Don't turn the ball over. Don't start nothing new. Don't need y'all getting cute, man. But yeah, definitely shout out to Jay Love for walking in the Cowboy Stadium and and making Jerry call Belichick at halftime. <laughs> yes, sir. Now back back to this division around. Pickums and predictions. We got our last two games on the slate for this divisional round. We got those Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing the Detroit Lions. Mm. In this one, yeah. I'm going to lean towards the Lions and Dan Campbell and his coaching and just the, the energy that's in that building, man. I got Detroit going all the way uh, to the NFC Championship game. We'll see who they'll be facing, but I'm just believing in Jared Goff and over Baker Mayfield in this one. Yeah, I'm thinking they're going to deal with a little bit more this game. going to be a lot more run-heavy. I want to see how they're going to do with Gibbs. So I got the Lions in this one by, I think, by by ugh, 10 points. Okay, two-score game, two-score game. I hear you. Two-score two, two game, nothing too crazy. Okay, okay, okay. Any any X factors? Anybody anybody gonna shine? Uh I got I got a big game coming from Sam LaPorter. Sam LaPorter, okay, okay. It's gonna be a big one. We got two quarterbacks who looking for revenge and looking to prove themselves. I think it's gonna be a little bit closer. Um, so I'm gonna go with a three point victory. I'm gonna say one of your uh one of your predictions earlier. I'm gonna lean into that same score. I'm gonna say it'll be twenty to seventeen. Okay, okay, ain't no wrong with it. 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 
Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's that, that makes a lot of sense. And to this next one, man. Oh man, this might be the divisional round game of the week. We got a rivalry going on. We got a playoff postseason rivalry going on. Seems to be a little one-sided, but we'll see how things go this year. We have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills in the divisional round. How do we see this one playing out? Oh, we see this one playing out. Uh, definitely, I got the Bills going. To oh, you got the Bills it. over the Chiefs. <laughs> got the Bills over the Chiefs because I just don't like the Chiefs this year. And shout Uh-oh. out to Rasheed. And shout out to Rasheed Rice, but I don't think Lightning gonna strike twice, man. I got a feeling that we're gonna get a big game from Diggs, from okay. uh, Dog, from Dalton Kincaid. Oh, and Josh. Josh. Shout out to the Rook too. That's another rookie we didn't mention that has been having a big year himself too. For real, took all of Dawson Knox uh, snaps. But anyway, uh, shout out to them. I think Josh Allen have a big game. He come back to get his revenge for all them years that Patrick Mahomes tormented him. He come back getting that dub and blood, man. They come back to Arrowhead smacking. I just don't trust the Chiefs like that. I really oh, don't. I saw, I seen them lose. I, after I saw that Raiders game on Christmas, yeah, I'm like, oh no, no. So, so you think that they're not gonna step it up, and we're gonna see the end of the Taylor Swift run of the playoff appearances? Yeah, we need to get off TV, man. Get on, moving right along. No, no time more swags. To, time to be focused yeah. on the. Time to be focused on the next album. Yeah, man, the next album. Kelsey kicked out the playoffs. I'm yep, inclined. I'm inclined to totally agree with you. I just think Josh Allen is on a mission this year. Yeah, Josh Allen definitely on a mission. So it's gonna be a good game. But I got the uh, Bills putting away in the fourth quarter. And it's gonna look, and it's gonna be real fun because it's gonna set up for a Texas Bills matchup, man. It's gonna be Devin Singletary versus a, a former team, and we gotta, and we probably gotta go to Buffalo too. So ooh, let's get through this. Let's do first things first, as I like to say. <laughs> first things first. I don't like looking ahead too far, but that's how you trip up and slip up, man. So uh, let's let's take it one game at a time, one day at a time. And hopefully, man, we see some good playoff football this weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great football being played. Y'all stay tuned and keep it locked. Y'all let us know what y'all think of the wild card round. How did y'all feel about the teams? And, you know, it's a lot of things that's going on. The NFC East turned out to be the NFC least come playoff time this year. Seems like a lot of coaches might be moving where that is on the winning squads or the losing squads. But y'all comment down below and let us know, man. How do y'all feel about the wild card round? And also, who are your picks for the divisional round? Ooh, y'all picking for the divisionals, man. Who y'all picking to make that great escape, to to, to push to that next round? Let us know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Take a brief. A brief moment to uh, holler at our sponsors right quick, and we'll be right back with quarter two. Hey, man, what's going on? It's your main man, Floyd B. from the Culture Network, for the culture, by the culture. Please visit us at www.cltrnetwork.com. Now back to your regular schedule program. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back right into it. Quarter two, man. Quarter two. Uh, we, we, we just going to stay on that field, Floyd. That's cool with you, man. Hey, that sounds like a plan, brother, man. This time, less emphasis on the teams, and we going to focus just on coaching. Because the coaching carousel wheel is moving, Floyd. Oh, yeah. I heard, I heard a lot of dudes losing, a lot of dudes gaining. But uh, like Sam Cook said, change going to come. So let's see oh, what's going man. on. It, it looks like the end of an era and uh, ushering in a new decade. Because whether it's NFL or collegiately in college football, we have the two biggest names in coaching finally leaving their homes. If you don't know who we're talking about, the New England Patriots have parted ways with Bill Belichick, and Nick Saban has also parted ways with the University of Alabama. Man, big. And also have found replacements for both of them, gentlemen. So, hey, let everybody know, life come at your bed, and nothing lasts with them. So, uh, always remember that. Always remember that. I'll never... I don't think I think Bill Belichick's been the coach of the Patriots since I, since, since I knew what a football was. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and then shout out to uh, you know Coach Saban, uh, Reggie Bush say Coach Saban retired because he can't control the kids no more. And uh, yeah, I think that got a lot to do with it. So Reggie Bush, shout out to you. Hope you get your highs. Oh, right I was you- gonna say it might be a little bit of truth to that statement there, man. And you know they say Bill. Bill is getting up out of there because uh somebody can't win without Brady. Uh oh. Somebody can't win without Tom. So Tom it's not going. It's some controversy on both of these guys leaving and the reason why they're leaving. Um, like I said, it it is end of an era and ushering into a new decade. Uh, how do you feel about their replacements? As we have uh Gerard Mayo coming in to replace. Coach Belichick, and we also have, uh, we also have Coach Coach uh, uh, we also have Coach Dober, the uh, Dober. You you know how to say, pronounce his last yeah, name? Yeah, I, I I think it's Dober. I think it's Dober. Coach from Coach from University of Washington. Yes, sir. Phoenix coach. Yes, Phoenix sir. coach from last uh, last last uh, season. Who had a, who had a great season, great run while at Washington, and uh, I'm thinking the choice was made because Alabama was like, we need to take the highest name in college football and throw them into the fire. So, so do you think both of these? Do you think the program of Alabama and also the organization of New England have picked the right replacements? Uh, uh. Well, I want to wait and see because it's hard. I want to see how they follow. Do they do the same things as the other coaches? Do uh, do they uh, have their own different methodologies? I just want to see how it play out. So, you know, uh, stay tuned. We shall see how, how it's looking. I think with Coach Mayo in New England, I, I, I really think he needs to really look into what he can do to surround Mac Jones with better talent. Because I think Mac Jones actually has potential. Now, as for Coach Dover with uh with uh with Alabama, 
it looks like we're going to need to put some work in because we already got a few transport portal situations going on and a few five-star recruits have decommitted. So yeah. <laughs> both coaches need to be in it for the long haul. Be in it for the long haul, and we got to see how how uh, Coach Double recruits and brings in these, these young men to make them somewhat believe in his vision and what he got going on for the University of Alabama. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, not 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 to 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 finish with these guys, but there are some other big names that were moving into Coach Carousel, man. Coach Pete Carroll, another end of an era, is leaving the Seattle Seahawks. They have parted ways. How you feel about that one, Floyd? Got to hear me. Pete Carroll gone. I mean, woo. Uh, we already saw uh, them part ways with Russell, and we already saw them part ways with all the pieces of the Legion of Boom. Now, without the head of the snake, Pete Carroll, we definitely looking at a new era in Seattle. Definitely a new era in Seattle. Uh, they, a lot of rumors Dan Quinn might come back. A lot of people saying Pete Carroll might move on to come back to L.A. to the Chargers in a different role. Mm. So, you know, Pete Carroll back in L.A., that's always an interesting dynamic. That is very interesting. Uh, and, and, and while we're there, we got another guy from the collegiate level that's also an end of an era in Michigan because the contract looked like it might be up and over with with our main man, Harbaugh. And, and he he also, while you mentioned that L.A. job, is, is looking to interview and might be up to head to L.A. Yeah, might be headed to L.A. too. Shout out to Coach Harbaugh. Say, I got the ring. I got the bling. Now let me do my thing. In the words of yes, it, 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 ever so slight few words, it's kind of what my, yes, my guy's saying because he's saying that, hey, you know, Michigan wasn't uh, ish without me. So, you know, I brought them back to relevancy. Now let me go spread my wings and do my thing. Yes, sir. Now let me ask you something right quick, Floyd. Who, if you were the Chargers, who would you go with? Pete Carroll or Jim Harbaugh? Kyle, I got to go with Harbaugh here because, you know, he is an experienced NFL coach. Um, and, you know, that Harbaugh name got some cachet behind it because, you know, the, what the brother's doing in Baltimore and then how he just came off the championship. You know, everybody want everybody want that championship coach. With Pete Carroll coming in, they might try to bring him in as an advisory role. Or you don't know how they're gonna play that one. So I would definitely, if I were the Chargers, I would go heavily after Coach Jim Harbaugh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And while we've talked about a few legends, let's just talk about a, a few other moving pieces here. We got a lot of coach openings right now. We got the Atlanta Falcons looking for a new head coach. The Carolina Panthers looking for a new head coach. We, we mentioned the Chargers. We mentioned the Seahawks. We got the Titans and the Commanders as well looking for a new head coach uh, with their firings recently of Mike Vrabel and Ron Rivera. And then we also got another question mark that might be a huge one this offseason. We got the Las Vegas Raiders looking to fill their head coach vacancy. And a lot of people want my boy Antoine Pierce to come back. Yeah, man, Antoine Pierce. I think just got his just finished his interview yesterday. So hopefully my boy Antonio Pierce, my bad. My Anto bad. Yeah, Antonio Pierce. 
For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think he just finished his interviews yesterday, so hopefully all went well with that. Hopefully my dog took care of business. I want to see him back in, uh, back with the Chargers, with the Black Black Air Force activity. Brother, like, he can cause a lot of harm. I like that. I like that. And, um, wait, wait, wait. You want to see Antonio with the Chargers or back with the Raiders? I, 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 Raiders, Raiders, my bad. Okay, okay. I'll see him back with the Raiders. He needs to stay. He needs to stay with the race. I, my bad. Excuse you. I have so many Los Angeles, Las Vegas teams crossing over. The whole NFL oh, is on man. the West Coast. It's kind of space oh man. Space. Yeah, I, I keep getting mixed up every five seconds too because it's just like damn Vegas. Yes, Vegas snatching up all the LA teams. <laughs> they're snatching up everything from the Bay Area, man. Hey, I don't think only thing they probably ain't gonna take is E forty, man, because you can't, you can't, because <laughs> because you can't take what's loyal to the soil. Shout out to my boy Forty Water. But anyway, man, the Raiders definitely need to keep Pierce, man. Pierce is a dog. He is a coach that's gonna get the best out of his players. He deserves an opportunity, man. Give him an opportunity because all you're gonna be doing is bringing another coach from outside. You got Pierce from within. So go ahead and use them and build out what you're going to keep building, man. So shout out to the Raiders. Hopefully they make the right decision. And then for Washington and the other teams, we'll see. Yeah. We'll we got see. Washington, Atlanta, and Carolina. We'll see how these playoffs shake out because some of these coordinators and people are going to start getting some phone calls after the season. So I would let I would let the uh, commanders and other teams take their time, Titans, and then somebody said Vrabel might go to to the Seahawks. I said uh, West Coast for Vrabel seems interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Now, mm-hmm. now let me ask you this: Which job do you think is the best job available? It is it the Falcons, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Seahawks, the Titans, or the Commanders? I think it's that Chargers job because you look at each job, you just go with the best quarterback. Justin Herbert. Jay Herb. Jay Herb, man. Jay Herb, the best quarterback out of all them folks. So you want to, you know, get him healthy and put him in a position to win. And I feel like, you know, Quinn Johnson need a revenge season after all them drops, man. So (laughs) it's going to be fun. Uh, He for sure need one, man. And, uh, this is this quarter has been all about the coaching in football, which I think is 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 uh something that doesn't get highlighted a lot that needs to be talked about a lot more because these guys are in charge of getting everybody prepped and ready. And I think they show a major factor into the outcome of the game when we talk about half times, because we're about to get into our halftime, but when halftime comes in these football games, that's when we really see what the coach is made of because adjustments need to be made, baby. And some of, some of these coaches that we mentioned are great at them. And some of these coaches, ooh, might want to scratch your head, man. Mm, sure. But let's go ahead and head into halftime. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to say, Shout out to the NFL and shout out to college football for holding it down. We have had a great year of football, man. And I like for y'all to comment down below and let us know who was your favorite coach of the year and hmm. who should be the coach of the year in both, respectively, the NFL and the NCAA. For sure. Let us know who y'all think. Let us know who y'all think and put the names down so we can definitely give y'all some uh, updates. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Y'all take a brief moment, holla at our sponsors, and we'll be right back with halftime. Sir, yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your main man, DJ Premium J from the Culture Network, where we're for the culture, by the culture. Tune in weekly at www.cltrnetwork.com. Now back to your previously scheduled program. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fresh in the halftime. Have time. You know what time it is, man. As always, if y'all been tuned in, halftime is reserved right now for our high school player spotlight. Floyd B is going to take the floor and give it to you because my man Floyd B has been on top of it, man. Every time he tell me about a high school athlete, it seems like the next few days they end up having a, a big game or a big commitment. So I'm going to go ahead and leave the floor to you, Floyd. All right, man. The credit I want to talk about today is out of, out of uh, Brookville, New York, man, Long Island okay. Lutheran High School. Uh, the guy name is B.J. Edgecombe. Now, the thing I want to bring about this guy, he was slated to either go to Duke or Kentucky, but flipped it. And on uh, January 14th, which was ooh, Sunday, he committed to Baylor. And he is keeping – And he I is keeping, Yep. Yep, he committed to Baylor, which was pretty big because now Baylor has a decent class coming in. They got two five-stars coming in to Baylor. So, Big 12, UH Cougars, watch out because Baylor said they coming. I, I saw it. I saw it, man. I saw that big news uh, fly across my radar. My, my boy VJ Edgecombe. Uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, this is the highest ranked commitment. Yeah, it is. It's the highest ranked commitment for Baylor in more than a decade. Yeah, man. Since uh, Isaiah Austin and Quincy Miller from back in the gap. So, yeah, it's been it's been a minute since Baylor had some killers like that on a on a on a um on a uh, uh, payroll. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens in, with Baylor in the future. Man, VJ, I've heard he's a monster too. I know he's ranked number five in the ESPN uh, top 100 for last, for the 2020, uh, no, the 2024 class. Uh, and I, I, I did happen to catch him uh, recently, about like a month ago. I, I did actually see him play against uh, 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 Monverde Academy, you know they they had the high school, a high school spotlight on uh the ESPN channel. So I actually did catch this this spotlight player that you bringing up. Usually I never know the players. Uh, I had I haven't done my homework already. You know you've been in the scouting room bringing me players I hadn't heard of, but I actually heard of him because he dropped twenty on on Monverde in uh back in December, and I was like, oh man, he looked like a beast. That's six five wing man. I a bucket getter. You a you, you getter. bringing it. You bringing it big time with this one, man. I, I like him. I think he pretty. I think he gonna be pretty decent, man. He gonna be solid, and I'm pretty sure he want that basketball in his hand. That's why he pivoted from Duke to Kentucky, where you see he probably got to share that thing to come say, like, "Let me, Scott Drew gonna make me the focal point, and I got he gonna play defense too. That's gonna oh, boost his draft. You got defense on him. Yeah, he gonna play. He gonna have to play defense playing for Scott Drew. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I do see his defense going to that next level, him be able to be a, a combo guard that can guard ones and twos. So, BJ is coming. I'll pay attention to the name. Watch out. Five-star. 
headed to Waco, Texas, to that Baylor, man. Scott Drew got him another one. My dogs keep Baylor basketball on the map. Oh, man, for sure, for sure. It's looking like the program is headed in the right direction, man. And uh, shout out and major love, salute to DJ. We're looking forward to see what you got coming in the future because the future looks bright for you, young man. It does, my dog. It does look bright for him. And hopefully, you know, um, he can produce on the court and, uh, you know what I'm saying, see if we can get a one and done or two years or however long it takes, you know what I'm saying? Let's see some good basketball coming from him, but that's one of the high school spotlights. And shout out to that USA team that's coming together for the youngsters. I like what I'm seeing out there too for them. So should be good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, y'all comment down below and let us know. What do you think about my main man, VJ? And what do you think about Baylor? Will they show out next year with him? Will he show out with him? And y'all let us know if we are missing or have been missing a high school athlete that we need to spotlight. And I, I want to say this, too. Y'all y'all send in some more high school spotlight players because we cover all sports athletes. It's not just basketball. If y'all got some football or baseball players that y'all might see out there, and we're not just leaning into the main three sports, if you even see soccer, lacrosse, or whatever, Y'all send it to us, man. We'll highlight and spotlight these young men who seem like they have big and bright futures, man. Yeah, for sure. Y'all let us know who they is, what they got going on. And then also, you know what I'm saying, we in the Houston area, so if you got some locals for us, let us know. Want to pull up to a game, holler at your boy. We'll make some time and we'll pull up. We'll come check him out and see if he the real deal or if you're just trying to, you know, show some love to your little cousin. Whatever going on, <laughs> whatever going on, we're going to make it make sense. Yes, sir. Who's up, sports man? We'll come live and direct. H Town, man. Uh, y'all go ahead and take a brief second to holler at our sponsors right before we come back from halftime and head into the third quarter. Yes, sir. Quarter three, quarter three. We back out of halftime, man. And this time, we go ahead into that, uh, as they say, the the squared circle, or as some would say, the canvas. Uh, we gonna lace them gloves on, man, and see what the feet work about. We gonna head into boxing, Floyd. You ready for it? Let's do it. Let's see what the man's looking like. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh man, we got a shocker. Cause last episode we were bigging up Devin Haney, and we were bigging up Ryan Garcia for agreeing to it. Seemed like they came to terms to fight. But it looked like we got a whole switcheroo around here, man. Somebody took a left turn, Floyd. Always like that. Hopefully they don't crash, man. <laughs> oh, man. Ryan Garcia has decided that he's going to have his team, instead of finishing the negotiations with Devin Haney, he wants ne to negotiate a title fight, which it looks like both sides are, are agreeing to. We're going to see Ryan Garcia versus Roley Romero. Oh, Lord. That's going to be the battle of Twitter. All right. Let's see. <laughs> the social media awards before they mm -hmm. even get in the ring, huh? <laughs> Man, it's going to be so much foul talking. I slept with your girlfriend, wife, all type of food going on. <laughs> oh, my God. I could just I could just hear right now. See the, ooh, look what he said. Look what he said. I can hear. I can hear, man. Here we go. 
But uh, if this fight need to happen, it's, it, it'll be entertaining. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure. Both guys are talented. Both guys are talented. He's going to start off the year <laughs> with a bang. So I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing Ryan Garcia. You know, you owe it from your last performance. I mean, when you came down here to Houston, I mean, you know, your opponent, uh, it wasn't too much to talk about. So I want to see you fight Roly. Roly, I have something for you. Oh man, but uh, as you remember, Roly last fight wasn't too uh, wasn't too pretty either. It's, it was yeah, very it controversial. <laughs> yeah, it's very controversial. So both of them got to get back in that ring and prove something because both of them been looking like jokes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, both both with skill. You know, Ryan Garcia would seem to be the more skilled guy in this one, but Roly, I think, has more power to his punches in this one. So we got like a we got I would say it, it's more evenly matched than most guys would say. Though I, I like I said, Ryan to me is more skilled overall. Roly does have the punching power. Uh who you got in this one? Ryan Garcia or Roly Romero? Who would be your prediction in this fight? Who's your role? Mm, it's hard. Mm, I got I got Ryan in the decision. You got Ryan in the decision, man? Yeah, I got Ryan in the decision. Who you, you know going with? Roly could uh hit him with one that'll knock him down and put him on bended knee. I feel like Roly, I feel like uh Ryan learned his lesson and he gonna hopefully be a little bit smarter this time about his approach. But but that is that is to be determined. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. And I think somebody was in the room with Ryan and uh let him know, hey man. This would be a better decision and be a better idea to go ahead and knock off Roly, get you a championship belt for yourself, you know, sit up there in the room with the champions. And also this would uh raise his stock higher and I believe would set up an even bigger and better fight with Hank. Mm. You're right about that. You are right about that, my guy. I think I think I think you're hundred percent correct. And, now, now look, on the other end, if Roley wins, I think this sets up Roley into another stratosphere to be a superstar, man. Because we know <laughs> Roley can talk with the best of them. Hey, he definitely, he, he definitely going to yak it up, for sure. And it would be his best and biggest win on his career. Yeah, he definitely need that. So, if Roley can somewhat pull a rabbit out of a hat, it's going to be a good one. But, uh, yeah, I got to see it to believe it, Roly. Ah, oh, man, I'm inclined to agree with you 110% on this one. I'm going Ryan Garcia just because I keep telling you he is the more skilled and more complete fighter. He's also have fought bigger and better competition than Roly. So I, I just got to I gotta lean with what I've seen, man. And what I've seen, Ryan Garcia is a better fighter than Roly. Yeah, for sure. For sure, we, 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 we can definitely agree to that with my dog, sure. Now, from one high spotlight fight to another one, we got two veterans, two big dogs, two former champions. We got a fight that has been agreed upon and it has already been scheduled. We have Vasily Lomachenko versus George Kambosis. Oh, that's going to be a phone. Oh, it got to be fun, man. We got some punches that's going to be thrown back. This look like it could be an action pack. Yeah, man. I got 
I got, I got, I got some interest in this fight, man. Because both dudes got something to prove. You know, both dudes are good fighters, but you know, kind of both fell on, fell out with some bad losses to you know certain people. But both, yeah. both lost to the same high profile name and got the the, the the title taken from them. Both of them lost to Devin Haney. So we, I guess, we got the 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 the, the, the outcome of who should Devin Haney. Possibly get a rematch against with Cambosis. It would be a, a a trilogy if he was to beat Lomachenko, and with Lomachenko, it would be Lomachenko going for a two part series with Haney. But let, let's just focus on these guys against each other. Who would you pick in this one, Floyd? This is a true fifty fifty fight, in my opinion. Yeah, it is true fifty fifty. I gotta go with Lomachenko though, from what I've seen recently. His loss to Haney wasn't as bad as Cambosis's was, in my opinion. I agree. No, I agree. Some would say Lomachenko actually won that fight against Haney. Well, a lot of people say that. A lot of people say Papa Papa Bill fattening them pockets up. <laughs> yeah, babe. I agree. I agree 110%, man, because Lomachenko, that last fight we saw him, he looked completely game. He doesn't look like he's too old or have lost too many steps. And George Cambosis, man, I, 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 I don't know about him, man. Every time I see him perform, he has good performances, but I see a lot of flaws in this game. Yeah, you ain't the first person to say that either, brother. So I, I, I got to be inclined to agree with you on that one. I, I would go Lomachenko in this one by stoppage. I'm going Lomachenko Ooh. in five rounds. Beating the brakes off that boy? Beating the brakes off that boy? Hey, man, I, 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 I see Lomachenko. I just feel like he got something in him. From that last loss, I feel like he, he, he got to prove himself. Uh-oh. Gotta prove it. Gotta prove it. Gotta show you the truth, dog. Gotta show you the truth. We gotta show some proof. Yes, sir. What now now, how would you call it? Uh, uh, how would you see this going? Is, is this going all the way or do we see a stoppage? Uh, I see a late round stoppage. Potting double digit rounds, man. Lomachenko gonna get to hitting that boy with more hooks than a fishing rod, and it's gonna cause it. <laughs> I see the body work being the one that's going to stand out in this one. I'm going to say a body blow TKO stoppage. Uh, this one, like I say, it, it's a true 50-50. We got two veterans who are both elite and both two former title holders. I think this is going to be major implications for that division to see who's going to be the one to step up and potentially this fight, I think Shakur Stevenson should fight the winner of this fight. Okay. Yeah, secure. Get your gear. Yeah, go ahead and get your feet wet with these. Yes, these sir. These yes, some bets. So show us you can take out the bets, man. And, and you'll get some respect. So you can go fight uh fight Haney. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And before we before we head out of here, uh we, we, we talked about Anthony Joshua versus Francis and Ganu coming up, which I know a lot of people are surprised to see this fight actually happening. Um, last time we spoke on it, we said it would be Francis Ngannou uh, for the victory. I just want to know, have you, have you changed your mind since? Is there any, any, any way that you have leaned to the other way, maybe? Uh, 
Mm, I don't know, man. It's looking interesting with this fight. So, 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 are you looking? So, you, so you thinking Nagano got this? I, I'm going with Engano still, man. I'm going with Engano still because I just think that Joshua, it, 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 it's it's a few steps missing, and I think Engano is hungry to prove that he is a boxer. Mm, it did. I, I think there's breaking news from uh from Michael Benson, you know, the boxing guru. He said that the winner gets the winner of the Fury. Uh, um, um, uh, oh, the, fight. Oh, that would yes. I would love to see it. Big implications. Yeah. Now, now, while you there, you do know more breaking news on this card. It will be a heavyweight title fight with the interim WBO heavyweight titleist, my man, Mister Zhang, versus Joseph Parker, who just defeated uh, our good man and good brother. <laughs> Oh man, Deontay Wilder. So we we have a big heavyweight matchup on the undercard as well. That I think whoever the loser of that Usyk and Fury fight would have to fight these guys, mm. or potentially the winner of the of the Joseph and Ngannou might fight these guys because, like I said, Zhang is the current WBO heavyweight titleist, and Joseph Parker just came off a major upset of Deontay Wilder, which puts him in the top five rankings. Yeah, both of them up in top five. Dang, dang, Deontay. You can't call yourself the Black Panther no more. Uh, <laughs> you got to stop there. You looking like, well, you know, I ain't going to even do that one. But anyway, uh, yeah, Deontay is looking rough out there. But, nah, I think that's a good – Good way to keep the heavyweight division more fresh. Like, but let them make them fight each other. And somebody got a little big baby in the dough, man. Who let big oh, baby man. in the dough? Man, him and him and uh him and Andy Ruiz, man. Where y'all at, man? Y'all need to y'all, get in the conversation. Yeah, I need to get in the conversation. Y'all getting left out. Y'all getting left out. So y'all maybe, might maybe well. maybe Wilder. Maybe that might be the name to, to step you up in this. Yeah. this uh, Seem like this. This heavyweight carousel we got going on, the top contenders. Definitely get with Wilder. And so you can see if he, you know, got something left or do we need to take him out with the laundry and he washed up. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, we're going to have to see. But, yeah, Big Baby got to get in the dough sooner or later, man. I'm tired of seeing that boy fight at the Tulsa Hard Rock uh, uh, Casino fighting, fighting bums. Nah, make them fight somebody Who's the fight, man? I'm, I'm tired of seeing. I'm trying to see all these bum fights, man. Oh man, I agree, man. Jared Anderson, man. Look like it's time to look like it's time they they need the MGM, man. MGM or or Madison Square, man. Ooh, yeah, somewhere MGM Madison Square. Let's get out of the Tulsa Hard Rock Cap. I mean, casino. No, no, this y'all out there in Tulsa. I got love for y'all out there in that in that T, man. But yeah, time to move around, though. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, y'all let us know. Y'all comment down below and let us know who in the heavyweight division are you leaning towards to be the face of the division this year? We mentioned a lot of names. We mentioned Ngano. We mentioned Joshua. We mentioned Fury. We mentioned uh, we mentioned Zane. We mentioned Joseph Parker. And we mentioned Yusuf. And we also mentioned Jared Anderson and Ruiz. 
looks like we got a strong top 10 of heavyweights. Uh, y'all let us know. Who do you see breaking out to be the face of the heavyweight division? Mm, yeah, let us know who y'all got in the docket, man. If we missing somebody, let us know. Let us know who y'all got. Yes, sir. And we'll take a brief break and a brief message from our sponsors. It's Who's Up Sports, baby. That was quarter three. Hey, man, what's going on? It's your main man, Floyd B. from the Culture Network, for the culture, by the culture. Please visit us at www.cltrnetwork.com. Now back to your regular schedule program. And yes, sir, yes, sir, quarter four, quarter four, crunch time, man. Uh, they say this is where it matters most, man. Uh, We're going to head into the NBA floor. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Oh, man. The NBA and the season seems like it's picked back up. Uh, We saw the season start off with a bang with the in-season tournament, and then we saw it kind of take a little dip the weeks afterwards. But it seems like we we got a little bit more uh, revitalization into these guys' energy. Um, I'll start off with a little sore thumb. The, the the Warriors, which is the team we've been talking about, uh, are three and eight in the last eleven games. Man, is it time for the Warriors to make a change? Yeah, they need to make a change. They need to do something with Andrew Wiggins because they obviously not playing well with him, and uh, he got him. He got him the one ring, and time to move on, like they did Jay Poole. And I don't know, man. They got they got a few more games with this. Current three intact, and somebody gonna start looking to be like, all right, it's time to break up the band and uh sell everything from moving parts because they looking like they going nowhere fast. Uh, Steph Curry still looks like he got some juice left, but Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are looking like shells of themselves. Draymond came back yesterday from Martin Luther King Day, and they lost to the Grizzlies with no John Morant, no Marcus Smart, no Desmond Bain, and no Stephen Adams. Oh man, <laughs> Ja. Ja out for the season. Bain out six weeks. Smart out six weeks. Adams out for the season. I believe they lost another big man as well. Man, they're going from war sore thumb to another. The Grizzlies, man. I think it's time for them to chalk this season. Yeah, they need to get their G League tryouts on this season. See what they got in the G League. See if they got some coming from the Memphis Hustle and just try to regroup next year, man, because, you know. Just one of those years they can't recover. Man. Not, not from those injuries. Oh, no. Definitely not. They already have Derrick Rose injured, too, who is supposed to come in as their backup to help things, man. But I want to ask you something. I, I, I mentioned the Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. I also throw in uh, – I guess I'll throw in the Lakers in there, and I guess I'll throw in San Antonio since we thought big things were going to happen fast with Wimby. And I'll throw in a team like the uh, Atlanta Hawks because they have been playoff ready these past couple of years. But who's been the most disappointing team so far early in this NBA season, in your opinion? The most disappointing team. Mm-hmm. I got a few. I I think I think it got to be Atlanta, obviously. But just from the standpoint of we expected more, and then uh, out of the East, it's Atlanta. Out of the West, gotta be. 
gotta be the gotta be the Warriors just because you thought they would be a little bit better. They mm-hmm. had traded away Poole. They got Chris Paul, but looking rough, man. But I do want to give a shout out to a team on the rise. The Utah Jazz are on the rise. They are they they have currently a six game winning streak and uh have booted the Rockets out of the play because the Rockets have been getting Rockets been getting smacked on that East Coast. Uh, road shit. They went to Boston, got smacked. Uh, and B came back to to Philly yesterday and Martin Luther King Day, and he had a dream on the Rockets. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's been looking a little rough for us lately. We one game out to play in, right behind the Lakers, but they'll come up off one, so we ain't worried. Um, and uh, so, but I got to get love to the Jazz and the Pelicans, man. These are two yes, teams that have two. Uh, I think modest like franchise budgets based on where they're placed, and uh, mm-hmm. they definitely doing what they can. Marketing is playing really well for the Jazz, and it's for the Pelicans. It's a team effort. Zion, Bi, mm-hmm. McCullum, like these these teams are fighting. Man, shout out to them. Man, from the disappointments to on the rise, I want to my two teams on the rise. I'm going to say will be the Cleveland Cavaliers who are shocking everybody sitting at four right now at uh 23 and 15. Uh, I, I think they have a lot of young, nice pieces that can be built upon. Uh, we just got to fill out that roster a little bit more and maybe see what's going on with coaching, but they're definitely a surprise. And then my other surprising team, I mean, who other, who would have thunk that the Minnesota Timberwolves would be sitting atop the West right now. Come on. Minnesota sitting on top the West right now. Got my boy Carl Anthony Towns. Got uh got my guy uh you know um uh, AE. They looking real tough out there in that uh in that Minnesota man. Yes, like they got some they got some good stuff going on out there. Which now now we gave our our our, our biggest disappointments and our teams on the rise. Now, that Timberwolves pick for me leans me into, I want you to give me who are your biggest surprises. What what mm. teams have surprised you? Now, I know the Timberwolves are a leading candidate. For me, on the west side, I'm going to go with one of your rising teams with the Pelicans because I just didn't think they were going to right the ship right with Zion. I thought Zion might be on the move, but. It's looking like they might have fixed it. And then my other team that I say surprised me as well, which may not be that much of a surprise to people because they've been contending, but I, I like the Orlando Magic, man. I like what they've been doing. Yeah, shout out to Orlando. I got love for them boys out there, man. Paolo Suggs, they playing hard. Ooh, surprise teams I got are the Pacers. From the east, because didn't nobody know Halliburton was gonna go that crazy, and they've been manning the ship without him for these past couple of games because they're sitting number six in the east right now. For the west, my surprise gotta be the Thunder man with Shea Gibbs Alexander. Woo! Sitting Jay at number Doug. two in the west, man, they look sitting good. At, sitting at number two in the west, Chet Holmgren uh, piecing in together real well with the score. It's looking like the Thunder say they. They time is now. They trying to let people know it ain't no flu, man. They here to stay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree hundred and ten percent. It was either it was either the Thunder or the Pelicans for me on my surprise team for the West as well. Uh 
so far this season, man, we've been seeing the Thunder step up and just play all around great basketball, whether that be from a defensive standpoint or whether that be them quick on the break, fast break off. Because SGA is looking like a surefire MVP candidate as well as guys like Dort and guys like my boy, I like to call him JYD, even though I know that's not his initials. You know, I'm talking about uh, Williams. Uh, yeah. But I I just think these guys are showing grit. That's why I call him JYD, too, because he reminds me of the junkyard dog with that gritty play. Man. No, for sure. For sure. Definitely junkyard dog. Definitely giving the vibes of a junkyard I wanna, dog. I, I do want to give a shout out to the Knicks though as well. I think that team, it, with the move for uh for OG, I think they're gonna they're gonna surprise a lot of teams come postseason. I think Jalen Brunson and what they've been able to build over there has been very interesting and looks good over there with DiVincenzo as well. And they don't even have Mitch Robinson. Mitch Mitch is hurt. <laughs> Might be yeah, out for Mitch, the rest of the year. Yeah, Mitch might be out for the rest of the season, which is definitely a big blow. But we will hopefully see that uh, it'll get a little better. Hopefully, for him coming up in the next in the next few in the next uh few couple weeks, because Hardstein has been taking over that uh he's been taking over that role, so he's definitely been making it way better for him because he's he's moved from the bench to the starter. And they have, seem like they haven't missed a beat. It's gonna be interesting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, any anything? Any breaking news or spotlights you want to uh, put on in the NBA right now before we head up out of here? Uh, NBA spotlight. I think just you know, All Star break coming up to the soon, coming yes, up sir. soon on us. We got to been been, been a, a lot of few games. Got the. Got the uh, rookie reports going well, and I've been the spotlighting the Rockets. Although it's been the kind of a losing uh, kind of uh, last couple of games, Cam Whitmore has been coming onto the scene. Woo, that showing. dirty ball! That dirty yeah. ball! <laughs> yeah, he letting them boys know that. Uh, yeah, y'all should y'all should keep me in rotation. I really think he's gonna take Jayshon Tate minutes. I ain't gonna. I, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna be that guy in college. Jayshon Tate gonna have a uh, a, a rough time trying to break the rotation because Cam comes in, he brings some defense, he brings some scoring, some size, and then I want to see him and Tari Easton when Tari Easton gets back playing. This should be very, very Tari. And Tari has been our junkyard dog. That's been our version of Jay Doyle. He our junkyard yes, sir. dog. Yes, sir. You are 110% right and correct on that, man. I'm ready for the Rockets to get back healthy so we can see what they can really do. We saw a lot of bright potential for them in the beginning of the season when things, you know, were a little bit more healthier. But we'll see what's going on. I think the West, the bottom half of the West is open for us to make moves and shine. But, hey, man, the West is stacked this year. From Minnesota to OKC, Denver, both L.A., Sacramento, Dallas, New Orleans stepping up. You always can't forget about Phoenix and their high-powered offense. And then we got the Warriors down there. So you just never know, man. But I think the Rockets could play themselves in a play-in situation as well. I, I think so, too. I think so, too. So I think with those 
with those things coming up and the Rockets moving themselves in the playoff contention, it's going to be a fun end of the season. It's fun running to the All-Star, man. Next episode, we'll give you our All-Star starters and, and our All-Star bench players for the season, too. So we'll, we'll let y'all up with that for the season before, before the All-Star game cranks up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been another episode. Another great episode, Floyd. I appreciate you. I'm glad you're here with me, man. We staying consistent for this fan base. A lot of people been tapping in, man. Uh, on my end, I know on your end, you've you been telling me they've been hitting you. So I just want to give a, a, a another happy new year to our fans out there that, and our listeners out there. And I also want to give a brief shout out and just more love to the fans, man. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all fans. Keep tuning in. Keep sharing, liking. Uh, suggesting whatever y'all want to do, let us know, man. We here, who's up sports? Connecting, we're gonna keep pushing for the 24. And uh, until until then, we see y'all again, man. Much love, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was episode 53. Follow us at Who's Up Sports or at the Culture Network, that's on all social platforms for both. It's your main man, Jaron Brown, and I'm here with my co host, as always. Floyd B, let's do it. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. We appreciate y'all. We catch y'all next time. We out. Yes, sir. Out.